family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, foreign and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point. I'm your host, Rick Strong, president of Paradigm Security Services, and we are excited to be with you again on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio, located in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Please hit that subscribe button on whatever you're listening to so you let me know that you're here and make us look good. Each week we plan to feature businesses and people in the Atlanta area, especially those uh, that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have uh, security concerns, not all are about physical security, Although we're going to be touching on that, especially as well as related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm glad to have back with me, Mr. Lou Solis. He's the Chief Deputy of Gwinnett County Sheriff's Department. How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. Yeah, you're kind of a busy guy today, <laughs> today and about any time right now, aren't you? It's pretty busy. Well, listen, you've been here before, and I know a lot of people do know who you are, but I think there's a lot of people that don't. So just to real briefly, tell me who you are and your background a little bit. Lou is a candidate for the sheriff of Gwinnett County. So my name is uh, Louis Solis. I'm, uh, I grew up in Brownsville, Texas. Um, yeah, my, Texas. Yeah, Texas boy. And then uh, my grandparents are from Mexico, so my family's from Mexico. We, uh, I, so I grew up in Brownsville, and in the summer times we spent it in uh, a place called Bustamante. It's uh, north of Monterrey. So after that, I, I, uh, I joined the military, and uh, while in the military, I also attended college. I got lucky. Uh, I was one of those guys, but uh, I got out, uh, and then uh, we went to uh, Marietta Police. After Marietta Police, uh, I did some other stuff, and then uh, after that, I went to uh, Brazelton as the assistant police chief, and then uh, I got uh, recruited to come to the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Office. Well, I know you've been through the FBI Academy and a few other things and a lot of accolades on that because that's, that's not an easy place to go through. Been to a lot of schools. I uh, had to catch up, uh, <laughs> and uh, I got lucky. Uh, there's only 1% to get selected to go to the FBI National Academy, and I got lucky, and I got selected, and, and I went. Also went to Israel uh, with a ghillie trip. Uh, that would have had to be fantastic. Oh, that was really good. Uh, great. Uh, there was 15 police officers that got selected. I was one of them. Uh, we got to go. Uh, you learn about community policing. Really, really. Uh, what, commu- what real community policing is? Oh yeah, the community policing over there is is, is for totally real. different. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh well, you know, this race is uh, is an important race. Uh, really, as all races are right now. But I think with the position of the sheriff of any county, which is really one of the most powerful people in the in any county, when you really look at it. Uh, it's kind of a, a different animal. What sets you apart from your opponent? Well, not, not, not negatively, just 
Yeah, uh, and I, I I saw him yesterday, and one of the things I said yesterday was, hey, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, whoever wins is the sheriff. Uh, it's going to be the voters. But uh, but my thing is, you know, 2009 is, is when he retired. Uh, you know, I was still uh, in the military, but uh, one of the things is uh, – I mean, I'm sorry. I was still in the police department, and uh, I've been in the police, and then I went over when I transitioned over to the sheriff's office. You know, I've done that, and uh, and he he hasn't been to the sheriff's office. And there's a lot of things that I've learned since I've been there over three years of of uh, as far as the sheriff's office goes. There's been a lot of changes too. There has been a lot of changes. I think the, my boss let me uh, put some programs in place, uh, and I think uh, we we have a lot of programs right now that, that are helping the. Uh, the residents that we have in there uh, go back into society. Well, and we're going to talk about GRIP and a few other programs in just a minute. I think one of the most important issues, most misrepresented issues out there with regards to Gwinnett County is uh, 287G. Uh, there's been a lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation, and not enough information that's been put out there on the airwaves, on flyers, on everything else. It's just a lot of people don't really understand what it is and what the benefits are to the county and and to the people. Uh, can you kind of go through that and get the you know the true story of what it's all about? You're Hispanic background, and so you know you're going to put it out there. Yeah. So uh, in in 2010 is when the sheriff brought it in. Uh, to the uh, to the jail, and, and I will tell you that the you know President Obama is the one that that put, brought up the program, and the sheriff ran with it, and uh, and it helped save a lot of money for the citizens of Gwinnett uh, Gwinnett County because when we found out how many or when the sheriff found out how many people were in there, we got I think the, the first day was 800 people uh, over 800, and uh, the one thing is when you do that multiplied how much it is per day to house one of the residents in there it's a lot of money so a lot of money we've got saved from 2010 till now yeah. and so the 287g program it's a tool that we use uh that to murder suspects the guys that are robbing all the the uh, the people their own people uh and also the um the rapist uh, you know sexual assault cases uh, you know, you have, uh, and I'll talk about the Hispanic family, but you got the Hispanic family, they, they two to three uh, families live in one household, and they're paying cash. So there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of domestics in there, a lot of sexual assaults. Uh, we just had one the other day, as a matter of fact, two days ago, we just had a case like that. So those are the things that we're trying. That program right there, that tool, it helps us get those guys into jail. They do their time, and then they, they get they you know they, they uh, the ice picks them up, and then they, they get shipped back. But as far as the, the the one that's really you know the the one that's really, I guess the only way to say it is a lot of people are are pushing the agenda that oh you know you, you don't have a license and they're going to deport you. That's that's that, totally false. That's yeah. I mean that narrative right there. It's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I will tell you that. Uh, and the guy that can back me up is uh, I. Who was it? Uh, Tony Thomas. He was there in the jail right there one day when we were talking about it. And uh, I just happened to point to that guy. Hey, why are you here? Uh, no license. I said, okay. Hey, what's happening with you? Hey, I'm getting ready to leave. Yeah. So the guy, if if he doesn't have a criminal record, and he doesn't, you know. He doesn't, you know, he got arrested for the no license. And what ends up happening is we process that guy out. 
and we just, you know, they take his fingerprints, make sure he's not wanted anywhere else for something else. He's got a good background. What they do is they release him, and when they release him, they release him on a signature bond, which means he signs his name and gets a court date and leaves. He doesn't pay. It doesn't get any less oppressive than signing a signature bond. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is a lot of people think that, you know, they're going to pay all this money. No. And, and here's the thing at, about the license. You know, I'm a constitutional officer. My job is to, you know, uh, make sure that all the laws are followed, whether I like them or don't like them. You know, we're supposed to follow the law, and we don't make the laws. That law was made here in Georgia and, and as far as the no license, and that goes for everybody in the county or in the state, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, they don't have a license, you go to jail. So it's an arrestable offense. Yep. Uh, and we used to call it it's a bondable offense, but – and, you know, what gets me is the signature bond is saying, I promise. Right, absolutely. That's really all it is. So it's not something, and that's why I say it's been so misrepresented. Uh, it's out to get rid of the violent offenders, get them out of our country, make our make our county safe in this case. It's the violent offenders that we're after. That's the That program helps us catch those guys and and uh, and identify those guys uh, i think two months ago we had three guys and it was in the news we had three 18 year old guys from el salvador stabbed uh, stabbed a 17 year old to death and they were illegal aliens and what you know <laughs> they're murders yeah so, what do you want them to just stay in the county yeah and that's the thing we don't want those guys in the county we want those guys those type of people in the county and uh, i think this program here helps us to identify that well, a lot of people just, if they could understand it's nothing but a tool, and you put it the right way, it's, it's not uh, great big social action. It's, it's a tool that law enforcement has been given with regards to a lot of tools that we're given that help us make our county nation safe. Well, and the other thing, too, is they say, well, you know, we spent $2 million on the program. You know, we don't get anything from the government. The $2 million that, uh, that we pay, and it's, it's a salary. So if you got rid of 287G, that $2 million would still be there because those people are still there. Yeah, they're so, still salaried people. Yeah, they're, they're, still, they're still getting paid. So one of the things is, you know, we try to make sure that the people that are going back are the most violent criminals and get those, out, those people out of Gwinnett. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people say, you know, oh, they're all from Mexico. No, they're not. I, I, I've given tours there to a lot of different people. As a matter of fact, a lot of them come in there, radio stations, TV producers, and I take them to that room and I show them the map. And it's like, hey, they're not all from Mexico. Absolutely. I mean, you got almost here in Gwinnett, you almost have uh, up to 70 different countries in here. Yeah, being the mosaic, so to speak, uh, of the state and everything, and one of the mosaics of the nation. We have, you know, such a diverse uh, population that you're going to have something from every population group that there is. And not all of them come in here legally, but not all and, of and them the, are look, violent. And, and there's some great people out there. When I go to the supermercados, when I go talk to Hispanic people, one of the biggest things is I tell them, it's like, hey, look. And I explain the 287G program to them. And uh, I explain about the no license. And the guy standing right there saying, hey, man, so you're going to arrest me? I had no license. I'm like, dude, 
I'm not looking for the no You're license. not driving. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not coming up to you asking for your ID or anything like that. We have a lot of great people out there that do a lot of great things for Gwinnett County. Yes, we and, do. And the only thing we're trying to do is protect them, protect those people, uh, the illegals from the illegals. That's what we're trying to do. Well, and they prey on each other, and that's the unfortunate thing. They, it, as much because they know that they else. can't get a they can't get a, a exactly. checking account or a bank account. They're not going to call the police and report it because well, they feel scared to do so. Well, and I will tell you that that that's changing, and and the reason that's changing uh, for us is because we're getting out there to try to do more face to face time with the people, and and like you know you say they don't report it, but last week that sexual assault was reported. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you know they, they this is what happened, and uh, and they ended up arresting the guy. Well, it all boils down to one of the most important things in police work or any other business is communication. Absolutely. Getting the word out to the people that, you know, don't be afraid. Um, I know in uh, 2019, you saved Gwinnett County $6.8 million is what I hear. How did you do that? So a, a lot of it, uh, you know, a lot of it is also payroll too. Uh, you know, we uh, we stopped the mandatory overtime. One of the things was get rid of the mandatory overtime, where you know we can, you know, we, we we're lucky. Uh, we still have a lot of people that want to come be uh, be in law enforcement, uh, especially the sheriff's office. Uh, so we get a lot of guy, a lot of people that apply. Um, so we have our enough people that we don't have to work the overtime, and that's in different areas. Uh, but we also save some money as far as okay, we didn't need this type of equipment today, you know, this year, or, or we didn't need to pay for this, uh, you know, couple things here and there. But we gave six point eight million back to the uh, Gwinnett County General Fund. Now, what they did with that six point eight, couldn't tell you. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's idea of, yeah, from your end of it yeah, was it? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I mean, I'm a taxpayer, and I'd, I'd like to know. Yeah. Well, I know I'd like to have that uh, ability right now to decrease that overtime in my business. It's uh, that's something that in a private business kills you in a public business it just it kills you just as well because it just it takes money that you need other places you know i've been here in Gwinnett county for over 21 years uh, and one of the things is you know i'm a taxpayer uh, you know I, I pay school tax i pay the tax and one of the things is you know to save money uh, it's awesome and to get people in that way with all these programs we're getting people out so it saves us money well and uh, we all know it's about saving money because there's a lot of it neat going around um, you've expanded the sheriff's department uh, or the office of mental health program. Uh, tell us about that that program because I'm I'm familiar with it, but I want you to kind of tell the listeners. Yeah, so that's one of the programs that we added, mental health. Uh, we do have a mental health pod, but what we've done is we've actually uh, brought in some more mental health uh, people to work. Uh, I, I hired a guy that uh, you know, a young guy, and he's got a master's in mental health. Uh, we just got uh, a brand new. Uh, we had a doctor and, and a lot of good nurses that are in the mental health. Uh, and I've also brought in uh, Dr. Tatum. Dr. Tatum uh, is from the outside. Uh, he comes in, and instead of the mandatory one to two hour classes, Dr. Tatum comes in and makes sure that, uh, hey, look, this is what you need to look for in the mental health as far as the signs of mental health. Uh, he's teaching the deputies. He's teaching the chain of command, hey, look, this is what we need to look for. Uh, so those are the things that we've done on the mental health, uh, you know, as far as, you know, Dr. Tatum's, hey, this is how you de-escalate this kind of person. This is how you, uh, the other day we had a Zoom and, and somebody came in there and said, hey, look, uh, I can I can tell you about, there's people out there that, uh, and, I, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember it right now, but it's the, uh, they seem like they're drunk, but they're not drunk. And uh, 
the actor will come to me here in a minute. But and we want to get vertigo. No, something no. else. But but we want to get that 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 that, that uh, woman is going to come into the. I've offered. Uh, we're going to get a hold of her. Uh, I got with my grip guys. Hey, get a hold of her and bite her over so she can teach us that part. But uh, but Dr. Tatum is making sure that we you know. Hey, what's the de-escalation? Uh, you know, what's the, the the mental health part of, of of what we're trying to do? So those are the things that we're trying to make sure that. Uh, uh, you know, and the diversity. Uh, you know, he's he's bringing all those points up for us. Well, de-escalation is one of the issues we're keying on as a private organization, and it it's been in the news a lot lately about learning how to de-escalate. And I know Gwinnett County's been teaching de-escalation for a long time, and it's it's good to see that going on. We've mentioned grip twice, so I think we ought to talk a little bit about it. I know uh, you've got an awesome guy in charge of it, Jacob Barrett. But um, tell us about GRIP and some of the surrounding, how, how it works. I know it's kind of the so, core. Yeah, so, so the sheriff brought the GRIP in, uh, and when he brought GRIP in, it's the, it's the Gwinnett Reentry Intervention Program. And the, the sheriff brought it in, and now GRIP is the nucleus of all the programs that we have in there, from the barracks uh, to, to uh, the rehabilitation, to mental health, uh, the, uh, the, the women that go out to the, uh, and, and do the, um, as far as uh, the farming, uh, and they also, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're growing the, the vegetables, mm-hmm. it's the garden program, and we also have the dog program that's in there, but, but GRIP is the, is the nucleus of everything, and what GRIP does is, like I had a guy today come up to me and says, hey man, I'm getting out Friday, I need some help. And okay, we're going to set you up with GRIP. And what do you need? Well, I need a place to stay. So what GRIP does is we try to get the guy. And we can go up, up to a week. It just depends. Uh, <clears throat> but what we do is we try to get that guy some housing. And then we try to make sure that he goes to these appointments to make sure that he, he can get set up. What's that transition? You're giving him some transition out of that. It, and one thing I've noticed about Gwinnett, we talked about earlier, is Gwinnett has... You hear a lot about rehabilitation, but most jails, it's not another jail, most jails look at just let's get them in here, we'll punish them, we'll get through with that, and we'll get them out of here, just let's get done with this, you've done your time, go. And they put them back out there, and a lot of them within a week or even you know 30 days or whatever right back in there. But you all go a whole lot farther toward the idea of actual Rehab, and that's the good thing about uh, Sergeant Baird. Sergeant Baird and his team, uh, they they focus on the recidivism. You know, it's like, hey, we don't want these guys to come back in. So we, and at one point, <coughs> a few years, it was at thirty. It started growing. It was thirty percent, and and Baird, uh, Sergeant Baird, has got it close. Jacob's got it close to almost fifty percent, where the recidivism is. It, it's awesome, and uh, we're trying to help these guys get out. But, and, and we tell them, hey, listen, just because you're out doesn't mean you can't call us for help because we don't want you to come back. Uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of money when we, when we bring you back, and that's the one thing that we don't want to do. So we tell them, hey, man, especially the rehabilitation program, you know, the drugs, the, the, the drug court, you know, for them is, hey, how do we help these guys out? So when they get out, hey, man, what do you need so that we can help you so you're not getting hooked back on drugs? So... We all work in conjunction with so many things. You got the military court. You got you got so or veterans court. You got so many things in Gwinnett County that work in partnership with the sheriff's department. That it's amazing. 
So the sheriff's office is hand. We work hand in hand with the uh, with the judges. Um, on Monday, the, you know, they just had a graduation at vet court. You know, we were called, hey, come on over for the graduation. Uh, and then we get the guests, you know, we get those guys that graduated. They come become guest speakers, come over here. <coughs> As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> this is a pilot program. <laughs> uh, it just started. Uh, I'm playing with it right now. But in the barracks, and those are the veterans, in the barracks, what we've done in the barracks, I, I brought 10, 17 to 18-year-old uh, residents uh, and I put them in the barracks with the guys. And, and our goal is just to have them mentor them instead of us. To, let's, see, let's see what they can do. And they, they're talking to these young guys. And when I went in there, I mean, this thing's only like, I don't know, three weeks maybe, mm-hmm. maybe three weeks old, maybe going on a month. But here I got these these guys, and I went in there today, and, and I mean, you, if they would have told you they were in the military, you'd, <laughs> you'd believe it. You'd believe it. <laughs> and, and and speaking of that, we had the DA's office who who has heard about that, uh, and they said, hey, if you if you get these guys, uh, the recruiters, to come in and talk to them, and let's see what we can do with their charges, and if they want to go into the military, we'll let them go into the military. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, and, and I think we talked about it earlier where you said it's like, hey, here's, you know, in the military, we, we, ch- we teach structure. Uh, we teach, you know, hey, man, there's a chain of command. You know, we have rules. And, uh, and these guys, you look at these guys right now, um, they're totally different than when they got in there. Well, they're learning that, you know, just because it's a rule doesn't mean it's necessarily oppressive. You can follow the rules and actually get along with folks and, and you know, pull yourself up in life rather than just getting beat back down. You brought up a couple of times barracks. Uh, a lot of people don't know what the barracks are. Uh, tell us about the barracks. So instead of calling it a pod, uh, what I did was I, re- I, I renamed that uh, that pod, and we call it the barracks. So you have the, the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines in there, and then the Coast Guard guys. But, uh, but we bring all the veterans in there, and it's a different... That is the only pod right now that is totally different. And uh, what I mean by that is, you know, that th- there's a deputy in there, but but it's not, uh, you know, we usually, you know, the thing that we do is the deputies are in charge of all the pods. And uh, so the thing that we do on this one is we have these guys in charge. There's a military structure in there. There's a chain of command in there. And uh, and the, the 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 deputies are in there. They're just they're part of the chain of command. And uh, but these guys run it, and they're the ones. That, you know, the direct supervision is great throughout the jail. But in this one, I wanted to hey, you did it, you own it. Now let's make up for it. At one time, and I think the PIO said it great. You know, at one time these guys, hey man, they were they did something right. They were going down. You know. <laughs> Like I think one of the songs is down the avenue, yep. you know. But they're going down the they're going down the avenue the right way, and all of a sudden they veered off. So now what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them back on that path. And hey, man, this is what you need to do. Get them in the right lane of the path. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what we'd like to do. Well, you know, and that barracks thing is it's really working. It's a great idea that was that y'all came up with, and and I love this mentorship program. Well, and the barracks thing, I tell you that, you know, we, we brought some people in, uh, you know, businesses. Uh, but I tell you, the, the one guy, and Ernie Lopez, great guy, uh, owns Atlanta Concrete, comes in there, 
and his dad was in the military and he comes in there and says hey listen he's got five companies <clears throat> and i'm telling you guys right now you want to you want a job when you get out you come see me you're getting a job and that's what he said and uh no ends here for buts he goes you've already done your time you can now i'm going to give you a job i thought that's pretty cool people need a second chance a real second chance not just a bunch of lip service and um I guess let's move to a big issue nowadays is COVID-19. And well, it's not as big as it was, but everybody's still making it big, so let's talk about it. It seems to be dying down a little bit. Uh, how do you go about keeping it from having any kind of an outbreak in the jail? You've got a population in there. Social distancing is not going to happen in a jail. Uh, they'll get together and social distance in the hope sometimes of getting COVID-19 and getting out. So how do you how do you deal with that? So the most dangerous thing about COVID-19 for the jail is you and I. You and I going into that jail. <clears throat> the guys that are in there right now, they're hunkered down, they're protected. Uh, the thing that we got to monitor is the people going in and out. And that's what we're monitoring. Uh, from day one, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've worked with the, uh, the health department. We've worked with uh, the uh, Gwinnett Medical Center. Uh, we've worked with uh, in, in every Wednesday, as a matter of fact, today, uh, uh, th they're going to actually have, uh, uh, we have a White House brief. In the White House brief, they bring on the, peop uh, the, the, the doctors or whoever's going to talk about the COVID or what's the changes today. And they come in there and, and uh, they, they in, in turn, they have the CDC uh, people in there as well. So we have the White House brief. We listen to the C CDC. Uh, we we go with our uh, community or our health department. But but the thing about the COVID down there is, it, it's a. If you went into my office and you saw that wall, everything's written on there about COVID. I mean, <laughs> everything that we thought, hey man, let's do this. And, and every day, okay, hey, there's something different. Put that on there. So. We're, we've learned every single day of how to protect the people that are in there. And, uh, and, and that's one of the things that we've been trying to do from day one. And I think we've been doing a great job at it. I mean, uh, you know, thank God, knock on wood, we haven't lost anybody from COVID, especially our people as well. Uh, but, you know, we also had to handle it not only in the jail, but we're also trying to protect the people at the courthouse when they're coming into the courthouse. <clears throat> so we do monitor the, the, the we do some, uh, some spot checking. Uh, to make sure, hey, what's the temperature? You know, how how are we doing? How's the guy doing? But uh, but we have some smart people in there. I, I got a, we have a great staff in there. And if you come in on Monday, okay, here's the Monday guys. Here's the Tuesday people. Here's the Wednesday people. So when you let them out, th those are the Monday people just walking around, so they don't c uh, contaminate the Tuesday guys. <clears throat> and then once they're in there for like the 14 days or past that, then we start moving them around. Interesting approach. It's 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 pretty. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's it's uh, it's pretty tough. I bet it is. Um, you mentioned something that a lot of people don't really realize. The sheriff's department is not just the jail. Uh, the sheriff's department handles the Gwinnett County court system. Right. So we we have uh, you know everyone calls it GJAC, the Gwinnett yep. Justice Administration Center. You know, we, we protect all the people that come in there to have to go to court. We also protect uh, the people that have to do jury trials or jury duty. Uh, we protect the judges uh, and the workers that are in there. So not only from physical harm, but also from the COVID harm. So we try to uh, try to do that. And across the street, we have the annex building, which is the juveniles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's a juvenile court. And the same thing that happens in uh, GJAC, we do it at the annex. But we also have the, the warrants. You know, in, in Gwinnett County, we have over 50,000 active warrants right now. So we have the warrant guys going out. 
We have our fugitive task force. Matter of fact, last week we caught three mur- the fugitive guys caught three murder suspects in 11 hours. Wow. I thought that was awesome. I mean, three murder suspects off the street in 11 hours. Uh, a lot of people don't know that when the Wendy's burned down in Atlanta, yeah, our fugitive guys are the ones that caught the female that burnt down the, or so allegedly burnt down the. Uh, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't realize, they think they see a sheriff's like they, they don't either, they don't do anything as the thought process, or they're just jail people, or look out, they're out looking for people to write tickets to, and they don't. They don't really realize that you know the sheriff's job is not to be out there riding around doing patrols looking for people to write tickets to. That's that's the police department. Right, and that's the difference between the Gwinnett PD, which, by the way, Gwinnett PD and, and the sheriff's office, we have a great relationship. They have some great people on the road. Absolutely. Yeah, they got uh, the, their chain of command is awesome to work with. Uh, but I will tell you that, uh, but the, the one thing that we that we offer as a sheriff's office is a sheriff makes sure that any city in Gwinnett County that needs any help. They call us. Uh, we just had the major derailment in Lilburn. Yep, that uh, was a biggie. Yeah, the, the 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 first guy that was out there was a Lilburn canine officer. Which, by the way, I don't know if you know, he he saved the conductor and yep. the engineer. Uh, and then and then right after that was the sheriff's office. I mean, our guys were there at three thirty in the morning, uh, and they're still there. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's all about warrants, it's about courts, it's about. Uh, the jail it, I mean there's just there's so much that the sheriff's department is responsible for and accountable for and one last thing on that one just so everybody knows that you know just because we go out to Lilburn and we're out there from 3 30 in the morning we're doing all this overtime on Sunday we get our money back from CSX so the county pays nothing uh, for that incident yeah a lot of people don't realize that, that when you have a major yeah, the uh, company picks up the like tab that. on the Absolutely. overtime and everything else. And what happens is the insurance company from the company is the one paying them, <laughs> so they just pass it along. Yeah, uh, it all works out as great. As long as we get our money right Exactly. Yeah. Um, we talked about COVID-19. We talked about that. How, what have you actually learned um, as you've gone through this uh, campaign? What have you learned on the trail? <laughs> Yeah. Where do you begin? <laughs> no, uh, you want to know who hates you? Run for office. Yeah, no, no, no that's right. <laughs> no, and, and I would tell you that uh, you know it, it's this is the first time I've actually run for an actual official job. I'm, I mean, you know, I was the president of my police class, but uh, I would tell you it, it's nothing. It wasn't like this. Uh, was it's it? nothing like this. Uh, but I would tell you that you know you, you get to meet tons of people. And, uh, and and you get to all different walks of life, uh, you know. I mean, every organization that's out there, every you know, I mean, you meet everybody, and uh, and and they're telling you, hey. Th- and the cool part is, they're telling you stuff that okay, hey, that's where you're doing the interaction with all the community. I mean, you're going out to, I mean, I've been to a lot of supermercados, I've been to a lot of barbecues, I've been to a lot of. Uh, I thought I looked. Just thought you'd put on a little bit of weight there. No, I, I haven't put on weight. <laughs> it's been is, running too much. Another thing, you, I go to the gym every morning, but the, the thing you do is you just take a little bite and then move out. Uh, but the, but the thing is, you know, we we get to see a lot of people, and we get to talk to a lot of people, and. Uh, and that's the the good thing too is you have some great people. Uh, you know, my campaign manager. I mean, great lady. Uh, you know, she's run for office herself. She goes out there and tell, hey, you know, we got to do this, we got to do this, and uh, then you got the you know your advisors, and then you get. And, but I will tell you, <laughs> one thing that that this campaign, uh, you know, the only the only sad part about this whole campaign thing is, uh, you know, you spend 
less time with your family. And, uh, you know, I mean, I get home and, and, and I feel bad for, because my wife and I, you know, we see each other for like an hour. And, uh, you know, when this thing's over, you know, i got to make up for all the, those lost hours. And uh, Some people consider that good. No, no, no. <laughs> my wife would. <laughs> no, no, my, my wife and I, <laughs> we've been married 32 years. And, yeah, and me I would, too. And I would tell you that she's a great lady and, uh, uh, you know, she's actually she's a doctor at the CDC, but uh, yeah. but she's a great lady. And, and one of the things that's probably one of the things I learned on the campaign trail. It just takes away from your 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 private life. Well, you know, there's it takes away so much, but it also can give so much uh, yeah. because I know that your heart is totally, totally into your job and your position and the people of Gannett County. Well, my guy, and, and we have a lot of great people that have volunteered to say, hey, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help your phone banking. I'm going to help put out the signs. I'm going to help, uh, you know, and, and by the way, there's a lot of, few of these signs are disappearing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's the wind. But, yeah, but my no. thing is, uh, you know, we're, we have a lot of great people that are helping out, and, and that makes it a lot better. So. Well, if, you know, if we can just keep everything running down the straight and narrow and honest path will be doing well in this election that'll be for sure well listen if, if there's anybody who wants to help you win this election how do they get told what do they have to do how do they get in touch with you what do they you know how do they do it well i mean you got loose release for sheriff that's the facebook page and my web page is uh uh for sheriff uh you know dot com at yeah dot com uh, but I will tell you that the, uh, my biggest thing is, you know, we have a lot of volunteers that uh, that, that want to help out. Uh, and, and I will tell you, just, you know, put on the web page. Uh, there's a volunteer page uh, for us as well. But get on our page and shoot us a, a message. You want to help out? Come on, help out. Uh, I mean, that's that. But, but I will tell you that, uh, you know, I, I just need at the end of the day, you know, we, we need the people the voters to come out and vote and uh, and that's what it's going to take and, and and this is this election here uh, th that's what it's going to be it's going to be which side come and I've, I've been saying that all along which side comes out to vote it's going to be the team that wins well i am 100 percent uh in favor of people getting off their rears and getting out and voting regardless of who you're going to vote for but to me the most important thing and what i've tried to help with through this program and stuff is People need to make an informed decision. Don't just go out there and vote because your mama voted this way, your daddy's voting this way, or your brother, your sister, or whatever. Go out there, do your research, listen to the people, but read what they do and find out more about them than just what somebody tells you. And that's the thing. And I then go vote. Yeah, and that's why I tell everybody. It's like, hey, look at my opponent and look at myself. You know, this guy, he retired in 09, and, you know, I, I'm still working. You know, and, and if I'm still working, uh, you know, I, I've learned this uh, sheriff's office. And I will tell you, you just can't come in there and say, okay, what are we doing? Uh, that's, that's one of the biggest things is, you know, and, and let your people do the job. I mean, there, we, got some, we have some great people that work there. Well, there's been an amazing amount of change in 11 years. There has tell you been. That. Well, I want to give a little shout-out. Thank you so much, Lou, for coming on. I uh, wish you a lot of luck in your race, and I know that you, you'll make a good sheriff when you're there. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm going to give a little shout-out. I got a text a little while ago or a call a little while ago that my granddaughter has now given birth to my first <coughs> great-grandchild. <laughs> Oh, all right. This is that. Much, you know, she's uh, four pounds, 13 ounces, 
born. <laughs> I love it. Mike comes to the rescue. God, I'm glad that's my daughter dealing with that and my granddaughter, not me. But um, seven, it's four, four pounds, 13 ounces, 17 inches long, a little baby girl born at 4.07 this morning. Uh, they're still tossing around names, so uh, I'm sure that'll happen real quick. Knowing my daughter, she's probably already done it, but she didn't get a chance to tell me because I was going on the air. But uh, congratulations to Laura and Corey for their little their little one, and I just cannot believe I'm a great grandfather. Gee, many Christmas! It's just, I think there's a mistake here. <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. And remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 11:30 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio. And then click on, of course, Case in Point. Again, please hit that subscribe button so that I know you're there, we know you're there, and everybody else knows you're there. Join us next week at 1130. We'll talk with uh, business leaders about their businesses, related security issues today's world. Again, thanks to my guest, Chief Deputy uh, Lou Solis. Now, you got your name confused a while ago. Now you follow that. <laughs> Lou Solis. And for Mike and Amanda, and again, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.